Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we want you to know that we talk about polygamy, both present day and previous Mormon polygamy, uh, or early Mormon polygamists, and today's polygamists. And we discuss its dangers, its unbiblical basis, and its abuses. If you or anyone you know is in a polygamy group and would like to get out, a Shield and Refuge ministry can help you. They can help you get out safely, and the link to uh, their ministry website is on the screen. You can locate them there and see what they do. You can also call toll-free number 877-425-9993 and everything that you talk about is held in complete confidence. Now, if you want to contact contact us regarding anything about our shows, any questions or comments or suggestions, we have an email address The and it's also on the screen, email at whatloveisthis.tv or for telephone calls regarding the show, you can call 385-240-2888. And now to get on the show, uh, we would like to introduce Earl Erskine, our, our guest, <laughs> continuously guest co-host, and I, I love working with him as we do these Enjoying shows together. Yeah. And, and part two this time, <laughs> and isn't this, it? Yes, this is part two. Uh, we started the last show talking about coercion, what the difference between coercion and free choice, presenting the argument that Mormon polygamy is rarely an adult free choice option. Last time, we in part one, we discussed how saying yes is a result of threats or of punishment and mental conditioning, which is not really an informed and educated choice to say yes to something. We frequently bring this topic up on our show because it's so important, especially for the teenager approaching young adulthood who needs to know that polygamy is not God's way and neither is coercion. And when coercion is involved, the yes in reality often means no. We're going to discuss common problems that polygamy causes beginning, beginning with the economics of being a polygamous wife, illustrating yet another reason why yes uh, doesn't really mean <laughs> yes, it can often mean no. In other words, why in the world would you choose this kind of life? So first of all, we're going to quote ex-polygamist Rebecca Kimball, yes. and she said this about that. Most polygamous women are poor. The big houses you see on TV don't compute with the income levels. Follow the money trail and prepare yourself for a shock. Polygamy is a pyramid scheme. The one at the top is wealthy, and the wealth spreads out and dwindles down, diminishing as it goes, until it reaches the wide base at the bottom, which consists primarily of women and children who live below the national poverty level. Yet they are the base, the foundation upon which the pyramid stands. They are the means of its expansion. Women constantly produce more workers, tithe payers, and believers into the system. So they've <laughs> really got deal. it good there, don't they? Like the you're asking, who would choose to live like <laughs> who that? Who would choose to live like this? The leaders of polygamy groups live off the sweat of the brows of its members. They are the ones who work to provide for him and his favorite family or families who have all of 
of their needs met, but the poverty-stricken regular members enjoy very few benefits. Rebecca Kimball also said this. Polygamy is a system that fleeces its own sheep, becomes a parasite to government coffers, and violates the human rights America stands for. Polygamy is not a democracy, it is a dictatorship. When you are told you have freedom of choice and blind obedience is required, you can be sure your choices will be limited to what they tell you to do. Polygamy and freedom don't exist together. And that's basically what that's we were sad. talking about oh, last time, you yeah. know. Po uh, the, when you, they tell you what to do, that's your choice. That's not a uh, free a choice. choice. Uh, polygamy groups, of course, are a propaganda machine, and propaganda and truth are not equivalent. The polygamous propaganda is used to brainwash group members to coerce young females to submit and accept sharing their husband, and is also used to present a phony facade to the outside world. Polygamy group members would do well if they could or would investigate everything they're told to verify if it's true or propaganda. Information control is the basis that allows polygamy groups to thrive because if the members knew the truth, they would run, they would vacate, they would forsake the polygamous and the United Order lifestyle very quickly if they knew the truth. They, then there would be no one left, of course, if they left, for the leader family to control, to coerce, to manipulate, or to marry. We want the young adults in polygamy who right now may be being pressured to do what your patriarchal leadership is manipulating you to do or not do, as the case may be, to, to, to very carefully please listen to this. We want you to be aware and to beware of their scheme so you will choose to get out safely and have a life of your choosing, not theirs. The very substance of consent is that every person has the right to their personal choice. When you are made to feel obligated or they are forcing you to do something that you don't want to do, you are being coerced. You are not being given free choice and God created us to have free choice. If you're being forced, talked into, coerced, intimidated, manipulated, shamed, or placed on a guilt trip by someone else to enter into polygamy or to maintain a polygamous marriage, your rights are being trampled. And whatever uh, or whoever is doing it to you are not following God's plan for you, even though they claim they are, because God wants us to have free choice. Consent isn't true consent unless all the facts are first presented. Unrighteous dominion is a phrase that polygamists love to use, but it is they who hold unrighteous dominion over the membership by claiming religious authority, priesthood, or patriarchal power over other members. And that is unrighteous dominion because God alone holds that authority over humans. All of Mormonism is guilty of that. Now remember, silence is not necessarily implied consent. And when coercion is applied, the victim's yes may actually indicate that she is screaming no on the inside. And many teenage plural wives can agree that their yes to polygamy was really a no. 
Coercion is a maneuver used to intimidate or force someone to do what someone else wants them to do, and it happens all the time in polygamy groups, and it includes all kinds of physical and psychological tactics. Coercion can go like this. God wants you to do this, or God has commanded you to do this, or honor your parents by doing this. You will be condemned if you don't do this. You will lose your birthright if you don't do this, and so on. And they are all manipulative phrases to scare you into doing their will. They manipulate until she gives in, until she says yes on their terms. And in polygamy, there's always a loser. Now we have an example here. The Canadian FLDS group leader Winston Blackmore reportedly has 28 wives and over 100 children. He is reported to be abusive, brutal, and an exploiter of children. Can this group or Blackmore himself be telling the truth when he claims they don't exploit, coerce, manipulate and force plural marriages. How can it be called freedom when females are not free to leave of their own free will? He won't let them leave. Mm -hmm. When they are molested or beaten and raped on a regular basis, when they are denied food and medical help or freedom of religion, and we talked about that last time, that's not freedom, that's no, slavery. It is. It's female slavery. Rebecca Kimball tells about a situation in the <coughs> FLDS illustrating use of threats to achieve their purposes. This is hard to believe. Another story is told where a father took his teenage daughter to the edge of the Grand Canyon to issue her an ultimatum, submit or go over the edge. Then he raped her. She was just one of 13 daughters molested and raped by her polygamous father. This abuse happened over 20 years ago in Colorado City, Colorado. How many untold stories are there? Colorado City, Utah, Plenty probably. Plenty of Colorado <laughs> City, Arizona. Yeah, yeah for Arizona. <laughs> Rebecca Kimball also gives some basic information on her own family. She said that her own niece was the 13-year-old child bride of Tom Green. I don't know if you remember him, but mm. Tom Green, much like Cody Brown, used television popularity to endorse polygamy. Unlike Cody Brown, however, Tom Green was sentenced to prison for child marriage. Inform yourself. That's what we ask you to do. Sex trafficking, violations of human rights, and crime are high in polygamy. Documentation is on the web for public viewing to those who want the truth. Check out the pain and abuse of many who escaped the unholy practice of Mormon polygamy. Discover mind-boggling documented cases of abuse, slavery, and retaliation done in the name of religious freedom. We are listing on the screen right now some very good websites that you can go to to launch your own investigation. Now you can go to our website, whatloveisthis.tv, and click on show notes to easily utilize these links because you won't be able to write them all down right now. But they're good links with some great information for you to investigate what's really going on in polygamy. Well, let's turn now to the racist doctrine for a little bit because we want to use that as another illustration yeah. of choice and, and, and we want to ask the question, just what can we trust about their claims to truth? We have a quote. In its spring 2005 intelligence report, 
The Southern Poverty Law Center named the FLDS Church to its hate group listings because of their racist doctrines, which include a fierce condemnation of interracial marriages. Warren Jeff said, The black race is the people through which the devil has always been able to bring evil to the earth. Now, wow. isn't that ugly? <laughs> it is. And Now, the mouth of Warren Jeffs, who said such ugly things about the black people whom God himself created, this mouth said the same thing that he's presenting. Uh, polygamy is an edict from God, a requirement from heaven. Can we really believe what he said? Yet all the Mormon-based polygamy groups teach racism against the blacks, just like Joseph Smith and Brigham Young did. We have another quote. This is from Brigham Young. I'm a firm believer in slavery. Those servants want to come here with their masters, and they commence to whisper around their views upon the subject, saying, Do you think it's right? I am afraid it is not right. I know it is right, and there should be a law made to have the slaves serve their master, because they are not capable of ruling themselves. I am firm in the belief that they ought to dwell in servitude. When a master has a Negro and uses him well, he is much better off than when he is free. As for masters knocking them down and whipping them and breaking the limbs of their servants, I have as little opinion of that as any person can have. But good, wholesome servitude, I know there is nothing better than that. <laughs> he doesn't have very high standards, does he? He doesn't uh, not at when all. it comes to, to slavery. The, and, and, but, and the trouble of it is, and the point of the whole show, this week's and last week's show, is these statements uh, of, of racism are not from God's heart of love. And this attitude was part of LDS doctrine clear up until 1978. And we read... Bruce R. McConkie from his 1966 edition, the Negroes are not equal with other races where the receipt of certain spiritual blessings are concerned. But this inequality is not of man's origin, it is the Lord's doing, is based on his eternal laws of justice, and grows out of a lack of spiritual valiance of those concerned in their first estate, the Mormon pre-existence. And I've had many people say that this was never taught in the church. But, oh, yes, I, yes, I have to. And of course, the polygamy groups continue to believe in this original racist doctrine of early Mormonism. The polygamy groups have not relinquished this racist doctrine, and sadly, in polygamy groups, the same attitude is held regarding females. When will the polygamy groups free the female slaves that occupy at least 50% of their memberships? Our constitutional right in America for freedom of religion does not include the right to take freedom away from others. Polygamy attracts and creates men who think they are gods in embryo, so they already have a very high opinion of themselves, but they, can, they, can, they achieve godhood only through the exploitation of females, which includes denying them their basic human rights. Mm -hmm. These are gods of their own making, false gods, and are not even to be noticed. Polygamy is mental enslavement through fear of retaliation. It cannot pass the test of true freedom, religious or otherwise. Females in Utah have always been treated as second-class citizens from beginning of Mormonism until today in polygamy groups. We want to quote from an October 19, 2014 study based on Census Bureau records. 
In all of the worst-rated states, women were less likely than their male peers to hold private sector management positions. In two of the worst states, South Dakota and Utah, women held fewer than one in three management jobs. Women are discriminated not just in base pay, but also lack career opportunities available to men. Wow. Still goes on. Yep. The article concludes by listing the five worst states for women. Utah landed on top of the list of the five worst states. We quote. Utah is the worst state for women. Less than 31% of management positions were held by women in Utah. Women were also less likely than women in the vast majority of states to hold leadership roles in government. In all, women made up just 16% of state legislators, less than, all, less than in all but five other states. Perhaps the lack of women in traditionally high-paying management and high-level government occupations has exacerbated the gender pay gap. While a typical man in Utah earned more than 50000 last year, most women made 70% or 35000 or so. Of that figure, nearly the largest pay discrepancy in the country. Wow. Not only that, we continue to hear of the deplorable statistics in Utah continuously holds in various reports and studies Utah remains high or highest in the following. Utah ranks the highest in the nation for the percentage of adults who have experienced any mental illness in the past year. That was 22.3%. For serious mental illnesses, Utah still ranked near the top with 5.14%. When you're looking at the national suicide statistics, Utah is very high, said the CEO of Wasatch Mental Health in Provo. The mountainous states have higher rates of mental illness and suicide. So mental illness is the highest. Suicide rates are at the top. And last night's news alone, I, I heard reported on last night's news that Utah is among the highest of all the states for sexual violence against women hmm. and children. Equality of women in Utah is at the very bottom. Now, there's no valid excuse for these deplorable statistics, but why don't, they're trying to wonder why, 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 but they, they don't connect the fact that this culture <laughs> marginalizes females yeah. while the men think they can become gods. Whether LDS or Mormon fundamentalists, women, women are not a high concern in this patriarchal society. Men rule, men command, men demand, men hold the priesthood, patriarchal rules, women comply, women must obey, women must be subservient in the Mormon kingdom. But God made us equal. And any time humans go against the creative purposes of God, things go wrong. Monogamy was God's purpose in marriage, and polygamy just made a huge mess of God's beautiful plan of one man and one woman in marriage. Now, polygamy is practiced in many parts of the world, and the reasons for it vary, but the rationale and the results are a repeating tragedy. Abuse and domestic violence abound in religious polygamy in the United States. Polygamy is an underground society. 
Mormon polygamy groups operate outside the law. I just think that we need to pound that because that's what they that. all do. Yes. They operate outside the, the law. law. Yeah. Testimonies of those who have left or escaped polygamy groups have unanimously reported gross infractions on human rights. Rebecca Kimball has done several studies on the effects of polygamy on society, women, and children. She said in one of her studies that polygamy creates masses of subjugated people who become victims of the Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, very and famous. And we want to quote, we'll talk about this just a little bit right now. Yeah, the Stockholm Syndrome comes into play when a captor cannot escape and is isolated and is threatened with death but is shown token acts of kindness by the captor, which has the result of warping the captive's psyche in such a way that they come to sympathize with their tormentor. Now, maybe some of our viewers don't understand the Stockholm yeah. Syndrome, what has actually been been shown to be, uh, to happen, thing. a real yes. thing, yeah, in prisoners of war and, yes. and different situations. The Stockholm Syndrome often happens in hostage-taking situations as well, but can also explain the behavior of battered wives, members of religious cults, and other victims, uh, especially of violence in polygamy. It can begin when the victims try to keep their captors happy in order to stay alive. Yeah. I know myself, even after I left the polygamy group, I hated it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the leadership. I liked nothing about it. But if anybody said anything against the group or my parents, I was defensive on the defense. I just, wow. and that's the Stockholm syndrome yeah. in, to a, in a low degree of it, but it's still there. The they empathy. begin, yeah, they begin to identify with their likes and dislikes and to sympathize with those who were abusing them. Now, there's more information. You can go to a website called snickle.net stock uh, php that's on the the um, screen there and there's of course you can google stockholm syndrome and get a lot of real good information about it we also want to quote what rebecca kittle says further about this the list of stockholm syndrome victims also includes abused children prisoners of war incest victims criminal hostage situations concentration camp prisoners and controlling intimidating relationships in the final analysis, emotional bonding with an abuser is actually a strategy for coping with intimidation. The Stockholm Syndrome reaction in hostage and or abuse situation, situations is no longer considered unusual by the police. In fact, it often improves the chances for survival of the hostages. On the downside, victims will not be very cooperative during rescue or criminal procedures. And that, For that same reason of defending. Right. And so if you, it's like when people want to go into a cult and, and get yeah. out their loved ones, the, 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 even though they've been abused, it's hard to get that person out of the cult for this very reason. Now, Rebecca Kimball says that, that the FLDS is the <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome is action. action and, yeah. and I agree, and we're going to quote her, but not just the FLDS, all the polygamy groups, this would be the case. If she will not abide this commandment, she shall be destroyed. FLDS fear factor for polygamy. Your fear of losing everyone you love is at the heart of what traps people, writes Brian Jeffs, Warren Jeffs' nephew. Parents marry their teenage daughters off to old men, abandon their sons, or give up their wives and children at Warren Jeffs' command. 
Brian filed a civil, civil suit against Warren Jess for sexually abusing him when he was a child. Brian lost one brother to suicide and one to an overdose. Because they also had been abused by yeah. Warren Jeffs as a child. Now, Rebecca grew up in the FLDS polygamy group where she says the Stockholm Syndrome was their normal way of life, where suffering from T PTSD was common, especially among women. And we read some more. Women and girls needed as wives are rarely pushed out. Instead, they, those who disobey face being sent to mental hospitals. Sworn affidavits of FLDS women have accused law enforcement in Colorado City of illegally transporting them to mental facilities without due process. The affidavits were submitted as part of the Arizona State Inquiry into local police practices. Other polygamy groups are also known to punish disobedient plural wives or young prospective plural wives by sending them to an institution or to an isolation farm until they get better and choose to be compliant. But punishment does not cure ignorance or heal mental disorders. To change behavior, thinking must change. To change thinking, truthful information must be offered. And through truth, education follows. Meanwhile, statistics show domestic violence continue to rise and polygamy groups top the list. Coercion, manipulation, forced marriages, and guilt trips are not free choice. Yes, under duress rarely means Yes. And so that completes our two-part yeah. series on uh, coercion versus consent. And we want to warn you that we'll probably visit this again <laughs> in the future because it's well, so think, important. And do you think any of the dear people in the FLDS and the other polygamy groups even are, ever have an opportunity to hear some of these messages? I think most of the polygamy groups are allowing television and internet, except for the real closed part of the FLDS communities. Uh, most of the other polygamy groups do. Um, they, the, the people yeah. have that access to that. Now, whether or not they would watch is yeah. another story. Just to make them start thinking yeah. and to realize that they've, uh, that they've fallen into this syndrome probably mm -hmm. and uh, following along. And, and if just some of this stuff just connects with them to where they think I want to know more about this or or yeah. this sounds like something I've seen or what's happened to me and then they investigate it. That's what we want to do. We just yeah. want them to search for the truth, to find it, look for it, not be afraid to, to face the truth. Well we've also got the situation where so many people that don't aren't aware of what really goes on in polygamy or promoting it as a, right. a possible lifestyle, right. which is yeah. crazy. And they want to make it legal and, and yeah. you know, make it just another thing like the, the same-sex marriages were, but it's not even close to, no. the same, no. uh, to the same kind of an argument. Yep. Um, and so we hope you've enjoyed this series on coercion versus free choice and hope you understand Thank that you. it isn't free choice at all <laughs> when you're in making a choice that you can't choose otherwise. Thanks again. You bet. Girl, we'll My do it pleasure. Again. <laughs> Thank you. A polygamous marriage is a one-sided relationship where there is a loser in every situation. Polygamy can never be considered a free choice when the females are conditioned to accept their role as subservient plural wife in a controlled patriarchal environment. Mutual equal rights is not part of Mormon polygamy and young girls continue to be uh, a commodity often bartered at a price. It is not unusual for a father to promise his young daughter to an older polygamous man 
if he will do a favor of some kind in exchange. In fact, bartering for a plural wife is more common than most people ever know. But it is Jesus, not polygamy, that bought our ticket to heaven, which is only through God's act of grace. And polygamy is the devil's poor alternative for God's grace. See you next time on Polygamy, What Love Is This? This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.